Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Continuum Football Podcast, episode 338. We have a Nations League coming up on Saturday for Mexico. We also have some off-season transfers and rumors. And also, we're going to break down an interview by Whatever Tomorrow. He interviewed Gerardo Arteaga. And we're going to learn a little bit more about the psyche of the Mexican abroad. But before I go any br- further, let me welcome Joel to the podcast. We're live on Twitter Spaces. How are we doing, Joel? Good, man. Good. Um, yeah, I'm really interested about this. Um, about the interview, I wanna, I want to. Uh, I haven't had a chance to listening to it, so I will be hearing it first time. Yeah, the interview um, by the YouTuber. I've always known him as like whatever tomorrow. He was <laughs> he was like one of the early YouTubers, and yeah, he he's been getting more into like Liga MX and Mexican players. And uh, he interviewed Gerardo Arteaga. It was like about a thirty minute interview. It's on his YouTube channel. And uh, I listened to it, man, and I was pretty shocked with with what uh, Gerardo had to say about what he went through, um, you know, having to go abroad and stuff. So uh, pretty, pretty. Yeah, every every now and then we get some of these interviews, and it's you know, candid interviews. Players open up, and you kind of get a good a good sense of of you know, you get to see the other side of them. We're just used to seeing um, on the field, uh, but then you see some of the stuff they go through, and then it's easier to understand why they make certain decisions and whatnot. Yeah, I think we have a tendency to forget that you know they are human beings. Um, they're not just like athletes and robots. Um, but for those that didn't watch it or just want like. The cliff notes, uh, Gerardo Arteaga, he said that, you know, he didn't know English and, uh, you know, they said that they had already sold him. He had nothing to say in the matter. He was already sold to Genk. And, uh, Who was he playing? He was playing for Santos, if I'm not mistaken, in Torreon. All right. Grupo Legi. And they slang them. <laughs> Showed up one day to the club and he's like, you're sold. And, you know, like when I think about him in Liga Mekis, I mean, he didn't really, he wasn't there for much, for, for too long. He made his debut in 2016 and uh, he played for Santos for like four years and then he got the transfer to, to Belgium. But, you know, he said that he had a really hard transition, you know, not knowing English he said his agent had told him before, like, hey, you should probably learn to speak English. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't really care. Uh, he gets to Belgium. And, you know, uh, uh, apart from his his uh, his driver, um, his chauffeur, he didn't really have anybody else that spoke Spanish. <laughs> and, Damn. you know, he said that in Belgium... And I can I can attest to this. Like depending on what region you're in, they speak more French, they speak Flemish, they speak English. Um, 
So it's like they they speak like you know three languages, and if you don't know any of those, then you're pretty much shit out of luck. And you know he was saying that he, you know he made this transfer in 2020. Obviously COVID, he couldn't bring anybody with him, not even his like girlfriends. So he was basically just going to training, and then going home. And he said that he wouldn't leave the house. He would just watch watch videos and play video games and. He wouldn't even go like outside and explore the city. And he said like he would go to the grocery store and get all nervous because he didn't know how to communicate. And like he just had a really hard time adjusting to to Belgium. And uh, he said that he went through like depression. Do you know how old he was when he left? Uh, he's born in 98. So he left 2020. I don't know. What is that? Like 20? I don't know. I have no idea, dude. He left in 2020? Yeah, he left in 2020, so he was like... 22. Like 20... Yeah, young, but... Yeah, it, it shows, like, how some of these guys... Um, kind of their upbringing. Uh, and some of them, they were... They were very poor, so they... They didn't experience much. They just were... Sort of just their home, and then they became... Ball players, and then that was it. Um... And then some of them, I don't know how he went through the whole thing, but some of them probably didn't even have to travel much because you have players that they would have to uh, take buses, you know, take, take like a two-hour ride or whatnot because they would, they would live in really small towns. So they would have to take long rides to go to the, you know, to to go practice, to, to be, to do their club stuff and then, and then return, some of them would have to stay like in another city. Uh, and so then you're doing that at a younger age and it's it's sort of like, um, helps you develop a bit, you know? Um, and I've, I've seen, a, I think it's Ronaldo, uh, he couldn't afford the bus fare. And so the club, I think it was Flamengo, I don't remember. They let him go because they wouldn't, they wouldn't pay for his bus. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you have stuff like, I forgot which player was, I don't know if it was some Argentine guy. He said he had to take like a three-hour ride just to get to the training camp. I believe it. Especially like in those like, you know, ranchitos or whatever. Yeah. Ranchos Burreros or the bus. Yeah, it's all packed. I've actually been on those buses. Yeah. People go in and they have check-ins. Um. He also mentioned, like, so I think his best stint uh, when he was playing for Genk was when he was finally able to get his girlfriend to come visit him. And he he had her for three months until her visa expired. She had to go back to Mexico. And he said, like, that was, like, the best time of his life, his best performances for his club. And then he said that, you know, as soon as she left, like, he went right back into a depression. And uh, he said that... You know, the Olympics, he really, really wanted to go. But it was going to be like two years without him seeing his family because he, he hadn't seen his family. He hadn't gone back to Mexico since he left. And he said that, um, you know, Jimmy Lozano said, hey, like, you got to make your decision in the morning. Like, are you going to go to Japan or not? And he said, like, if he was going to go to Japan, like, he wouldn't have been able to, like, take vacation 
and like he would have you know gone like two years without seeing his family and he said that he probably wasn't in the right mindset to like even you know perform because he was so depressed and he said uh, that he talked to his club and asked them like hey if i don't go to the olympics can you guys give me like a vacation or do i have to join your preseason and they said no like take your you know take some time off you know we want you to be in like you know mentally in a good place yeah so <clears throat> as soon as his club gave him permission he told jimmy like yeah i'm not gonna go to the olympics and uh he ended up going you know back to mexico and and you know just taking the time he needed so uh did they ask him if he learned english by now I don't think he's learned English, man. <laughs> he hasn't learned. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the that's the one thing where was it last year? I, I um, but it was the Hans Westerhoff, and he was he was a bit critical about the youth in Mexico and how they lacked that professionalism. Of course, he wasn't talking about all of them, but he said how they won't learn English or. Or a lot of times they won't even ask the coach, like, how can I improve? Do you remember that interview? No. Because he talked about one of the Chivas. He was one of the players. I don't know if it was Reynoso. I think it was, uh, I think it was Reynoso that he was asking him, like, what he needed to do to get into the starting 11. And Hans was like, yeah, there's not much you could do. You're too slow. And uh, he said that dude would show up early and leave late and just working on his, you know, working on getting his speed up. And he said how, you know, his type of attitude he had that the player went on to have a, a, a decent career. You know, he got to even play Selección. Um, and that's that's something that lacks, I guess, with a lot of these players where they don't they don't do those extra steps. Yeah, so you know, I'm I'm like listening to his story and like understanding that yeah, you know, it's not an easy transition going from like everything you know and all the people you know and the language and the culture and then going com- you know to a completely different atmosphere and like you know, it's it's crazy. It's it is a culture shock. At the same time, like I'm really disappointed that he didn't like cuz like a club doesn't want you to like fail. And I feel like he should have like used the re- the resources uh, available available to him, like maybe getting some therapy or maybe making friends with his teammates. Because it sounds like he doesn't have anybody on the team that he's like friends with. And like, I'm like, dude, like get a dog, like do something. Like you can't just be like going to training and then going home and then just like playing video games all day. Like, dude, you're gonna like you're gonna go crazy doing that. Like, yeah, and it's the la- the language, you know. Not if he would have learned. That's something he could have done. Um, take take some classes, um, and depending what what is the predominant language, it could be um, it could be what what is it French? You said French or Dutch? Uh, in the part French, of Belgium, Flemish is like their language, like, and then yeah, it's like English. Oh. And yeah, Flemish I think is the one that's similar to Dutch. Um, so yeah, you you could go and just take classes and and you you meet people like that as well. You know, you make friends. Hundred um, percent. I do think 
you see the difference. Um, I don't know if you saw this video that was posted a while back. It was with Zlatan. I think Milan had, had just won the, I don't know if it was a Scudetto, and he's, he's speaking in Italian. Yeah. I mean, this dude is one of those players that doesn't even need to learn. <laughs> he's, uh, you know, just because he's an exceptional talent. And he's speaking fluent Italian. And this dude speaks English and he'll speak Spanish too, man. And that's all from him, you know. That's him make, taking those extra uh, steps to, to, to improve. Like, look, I was out there. I went backpacking. Uh, I went to Belgium. I went to uh, Brussels, the the capital, and then I went to um, Bruges. And like, yeah, you know, it, it is true. Like, if you don't have Eng- if you don't know English, you're kind of like shit out of luck. But um, I still made an effort to like go out and like explore the city, and they had like really cool like museums and. Honestly, just like walking around the city, it's just like really different. Um, and like, just it's like, I don't know, it's like a new place. It's like exciting. And, and another thing too, that like people don't understand here that live in the States is like how small Europe is. Like these countries are so small. Like you can go through Belgium into the Netherlands and it only takes like an hour or two, depending on where you're at. Like you can go like to France, you can go to like Italy like all on a train ride, like it really doesn't take that much to like explore Europe. So, like I don't know, I just feel like he was just being like a little like hermit crab. Didn't want to like get out of the shell. <laughs> I, I, I think it, you know, it goes to their upbringing, and some of them, some of these guys, they're just not used to it. It's very alien for them, you know, uh, especially if they come from small towns where they knew everyone since they were kids. Um, we had the story of Carlos Salcido, you know, when he got to Holland and he said, you know, he was just at the airport and he was already, because he didn't see the club rep, he was already thinking of coming back. He had only been there, what, like an hour maybe? And he's like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm headed back home. And he even said that, that for like a while he would just eat, I think he would just go to the McDonald's to eat. And like, get a big Mac. <laughs> I do think he's one of those that he eventually overcame a lot of that stuff. He went on, you know, and he was, and he was one of the first, like this was before Mexicans were going abroad. Like it wasn't the norm, you know, you had like Borghetti who went to like Bolton and then you had like Salcido. Like you didn't really have too many Mexicans like going out there and being like a, a trailblazer, you know? Well, it was, it was just few and far apart. You know, players that would go and it was like every every so often. So, yeah, he was, but he was definitely one of the ones that went and not only um, he managed to stay and, and, and have a good career. Yeah. <laughs> um, highly recommend watching that interview or listening to it. Uh, I, I do give him props for being vulnerable and, and being open and saying, hey, yeah, I went through depression and this is, this is why I didn't go to the Olympics because he didn't tell anybody why he didn't go to the Olympics. And then after that, he got kind of snubbed from the national team for a while. So I'm glad that he's back. Um, another th- and, and that could be part of the snubbing. If, it's, if they feel that you're not there mentally, 
that could be part of it too, you know, where it's like they just feel you're lacking that that aspect of, yeah. of your game. Because it's, it's not just always, you know, just the football skill also comes to your personality and whatnot. You know, players que se van a rugar, you know, or they'll, they'll just lose confidence really quick. Those, those are things that they, they take into consideration. It reminds me of this uh, quote from Jorge Valdano, and he was talking about how, uh, so he's a striker for Argentina, played at Real Madrid. He was talking about how they were going to face Germany, and, and he said he was with some of the Argentine players that were watching the Germans, the German team play. And he said it was just really huge athletic dudes and how a lot of those players that are just are watching them and and they're like they they're getting intimidated and he says Menotti was there and Menotti's like you're scared of these punks he's like you guys came from really tough neighborhoods I bet they wouldn't last a day there you know and that's part of the you know the psych psychological stuff you know um but Stuff like that does happen where where even even though they are professional, they could still get intimidated or they could still lose confidence. And and we see it happen a lot of times. Uh, so but but like we rarely get these type of interviews where we're gonna where we could know that that's one of the reasons. Yeah. My final observations on the interview and basically confirm some of the assumptions I have of the Mexican player overall is number one, like we're very coddled, you know, like we're, we like to be in our comfort zone. And number two is like, these guys are not taking their careers, like, like their professional careers, like seriously, because you know, like if you do have ambition and you do have like, you want to go and play it abroad, you're going to have to learn English. And also like, you should just know English just to, like if you're like if you're a footballer, like come on, man! Like so many doors, yeah. so well, much. And, and you, well, Jaime, look, one of the reasons, and I'm gonna say this, and I don't think it's a bad thing, but it's it's just that Liga MX pays pays well enough that a lot of these players, even if they they don't make it big, they've earned enough money where they already have, you know, com- comfortable, they're very comfortable lifestyle. Probably already bought a house, a couple cars. Right. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, they get paid. Like, there is no reason for the the Mexican player to go abroad. Like, if you understand, like, if you see it from their their eyes and their perspective, like, they have everything there. They have the people. They have the fans. They have the culture. They're getting paid really, really well. They don't necessarily have to go abroad. Going abroad is more like just if you want to, like, be the best or be part of the best. Well, improve, improve your, your game, you know, yeah. because it, it helps, as we've been talking about, builds your character, makes you stronger, could give you more confidence. Um, I do think it helps in those in those ways, uh, just just taking that challenge. And, and I'm going to say this, um, I'm just going to add it there, because uh, I know we saw some of the pictures that were being posted. It was like from some African leagues, and it was like uh, player of the match, and then the dude would have like a what they a give him of, like yogurt yeah a gallon of milk one of them had some shoes like you know prices that don't seem 
that someone from first division would would be earning but i mean that guy that's getting uh his 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 jug of yogurt when he's in europe he's he's killing he's not killing it but he's he's giving it 120 because he wants to he wants to you know make make some real money and because he hasn't you know they haven't had it yet yeah well the other player is the opposite guy already he's already renting this condo back home <laughs> he already has everything he doesn't really need much uh so it's that's that's where some of the it could make it difficult for some of the motivation and some of these guys will just kind of give up like we saw with um aquino right they sent him to rayo vallecano he's uh he's having a difficult time can't break into the first team uh for some of the games they didn't even take him to the bench so his family came to visit and it was like an away game and this guy left with his family to go sightseeing and then the club ended up finding him because they needed to give him permission if he was to leave yeah but uh, i mean it, it, it kind of goes with what you're saying about Arteaga and his girlfriend coming over and whatnot you know and they needed that that comfort yeah yeah but like so my yeah number one like they're just lazy bro like come on man you get no. paid to play <laughs> look 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 i'm just being like cuz like look this is the way i see it it's like you you have no stresses in your life like you are going to be financially taken care of all you have to do is like train hard you know be disciplined when it comes to like doing the physical training outside of like what he he said that in 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 Belgium what he noticed is that the the standards and the expectations are like crank way the high up and like they have to stay in the facilities for like a minimum like uh an hour and a half after training to do like physical training and to like eat food before they leave and like he was making it sound like that's a like a pain in the ass and like dude like you're that, this is your only job bro like you're getting paid to work out and like eat clean and you're over here complaining and like depressed like dude get fucked bro like it's it's taken from his uh FIFA career mode and 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 and, and dude I'm just like bro like oh, you see, and then so like it just it just confirms a lot of the assumptions I have about the mentality and the mindset of the Mexican. Like they don't take their career like seriously. They don't they don't see themselves like I just feel like if 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 you have nothing to hold you back, like wh- why wouldn't you want to like put yourself in a in a position to succeed, which means yeah. like hitting the books, learning English, like right? number 1, you got to learn it. Number 2 is like taking your training and your and your regimen and your diet seriously. And they're not doing that. And then, you know, we finally have, like, a handful of players that somehow make it to Europe. They land, and they're like, oh, I don't like it. I'm going to go back home because I miss my girlfriend. Like, dude, like, are you kidding me? Like, people would kill to be in your shoes, man. You got to man up. Be a man. Do the right thing. Yeah, I would split it in into comfort and it's difficult. At that point, once you already uh, are very comfortable to have that extra motivation, uh, reminds me of a quote from uh, Batistuta. Uh, he was being interviewed, 
And I think he said he had two sons, or they asked him about his sons. And he said, do you see them playing soccer? And he shook his head. You know, he hadn't even said no. He, he kind of shakes his head. And the interview's like, why don't you think that they're going to make it? And he's like, they don't know what it's like to be hungry. Mm. And it was like, you know, that's some of it where you need, you need that, that motivation. Um, not everyone, because there are players that grew up, you know, um, Kaká, you know, for example, he, he was well off. And he, he became professional footballer and he was one of the best, you know. He ended up playing with Real Madrid and, and just overall, I think he won the, I think he was the last player to win the, what is it? The FIFA, or was it the Euro? Before Messi and uh, Ronaldo just The Golden Boot, the player of the year? Yeah, he, he won one of those big awards. and he was like Oro? And then those, yeah, I think that's the one. And then those other dudes just took over for like 10 years or more. Just, just you know, they weren't sharing. Um, it's, yeah. Uh, Macias is the other guy who, who um, <clears throat> he grew up, he had a more comfortable lifestyle and he's, he's managed to stay, uh, you know, have a, a still career uh, pretty relevant he didn't go abroad but i i bet you he still has the mindset to to return uh we have uh, super elbow drop joining us on the on the twitter spaces gentlemen how are you good um Joel's making excuses for mexican players again <laughs> <laughs> and those aren't my words those are ricardo over there on the youtube chat Damn, it's the reality, man. It's 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 what it, you know because this also happens to a lot of players from from like Argentina, Brazil, and, and other countries. They go play abroad. We just don't hear about them, and they send so many. You know, they send like hundreds of players a year. So you, you don't hear all these stories, you know, because there's thousands of clubs up there. We, we always talk about the same five, but there's. There's so many players that go all over the world, and it's 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 a pretty common thing that happens. Um, I, I didn't know. get a chance. I didn't get a chance to listen to the interview, but I know that this is a subject that I, I know with Joel, it's it's come up, uh, you know, over the years, right? And yeah, I'm going to yeah, be from, honest. From, from just really quick, well, that's okay, yeah, because, yeah. because throughout the years we have heard similar candid interviews. Salcido, yeah. Rafa Marquez is one where he when he went to Monaco. And I think that you can marry right away. You know, he married a girl just so that I kind of always felt it was like so he wouldn't be alone. Um, <laughs> and so this is the just the latest one where we get we get that that sneak peek into the, the players' lives. Well, and, and, and I do think that, that, that you're right with, with uh, there, there is that comfort with, with uh, being at home, right? These, these guys, by the time they're 22, 23 years old, the ones that are playing at a, at a good level in Mexican league have a good salary. So they're going to be comfortable and not really want to take that risk. And when they do, they've gotten, they've, they've gone out of their comfort zone. I can tell you from my own experience, and I didn't move that far away from, from where I grew up. I'm only like 35 miles or whatever. 
but I went from a neighborhood that was predominantly Mexican where I could go around the corner and buy my Mexican, you know, products. The gancitos are in the freezer. My gancitos, <laughs> my, my, my tortillas, my... my Pinguinos, fabuloso. And, you know, you get, uh, your panaderia and everything like that. And I moved to a, a town that's predominantly white. And I have to go out of my way to go find, you know, a, a Mexican grocery store or... Or good, good Mexican food. I have to. At times, I go over by where Jaime lives dude, to to go find something that's halfway decent. But I and, and I think that does become a little bit of a problem. Also, you know, let let let's 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 be honest. Me- Mexican Mexican kids, in particular, the the men, get really coddled by their mother, <laughs> right? Mijo, yo te lavo los calzones, right? I mean, that's true. Yeah. Hey, mom, did you hear yeah. that? <laughs> Right, so I think I think that really does pose a problem for the Mexican player. It, we're we're not very good at going out of our comfort zone. There's very few of us, right? Uh, Macias, like you said, didn't give a crap. He's going to go try to tr- try to be one of the best. Didn't work out for him, but you know it's still on his list, right? Yes. Um, but no, uh, I, I think culturally, I I think we're we are coddled some, and 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 we're not willing to take that 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 uh, that jump to try to be the best or elite or anything like that. We prefer the, the, the easy money and, and, and to stay home and. Yeah. Because be they, comfortable. I, I, like you said, a lot of these guys, if they're 22 and they, they're still, they've been, I would say two to four years in Liga MX. Mm-hmm. They made enough that uh, I'm pretty sure they own property. Probably oh, yeah. own an, they probably own an Oxo, you know, they, <laughs> they, they, they got the nice car and whatnot. So that, that, takes away from some of that motivation of saying no i'm gonna i'm gonna buy my mom a house right they, they like they already did i mean and this this i think from uh i don't know if you guys ever saw like when trophies was flavor of the month and they were doing the interviews and they were showing where he used to live and just looked pretty rough pretty rough neighborhood mm-hmm. and but by this point you know they already had a house and whatnot and that's a player that he has a lot of talent, but that just kind of seems to like that extra motivation to want to uh, to improve or or to right, right. No, and I and I and I understand what 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 I'm saying though too is, it's like Jesus Christ, man, you guys are getting paid to play a game, regardless of yeah. where you're where you're playing. Yep. You know, for, uh, take a goddamn risk, man, and. What what's it going to kill you to try to study a little bit of uh, a little bit of English or or you know or or more universal or something that you know that, that's going to communicate with the whole world, right? Go learn German. Who gives a shit? Go learn something, right? It, yeah, it, if, you, yeah. if you go through training, there's there's a lot of ESL classes. Yeah. <laughs> well, not yeah, ESL, but what would it be? GSL, whatever it is. ESL, but... right? No. <laughs> Take take a risk, and and again, this is this is one of the reasons uh, the, this the, you know the way you guys are describing the Sartiaga interview and and uh, all the other ones that we heard over the years. Joel, um, right, this is the reason the Mexican player is while they have a professional tag, they're not professional athletes. They don't yeah. act like it. Absolutely. Act like it. And we, we are generalizing because we've had other players like Hugo Sanchez and, and this Mar- dude just. 
just had like balls of steel and he didn't care, you know. Mm-hmm. And but when he went to Spain, he had already gone. I think he played in San Diego. He would like play in the off season. I think he played with the San Diego Soccer's or San Diego Soccer's indoor. No, I'm not, dude. I'm not sure, man. I'm not that old, but I am old enough. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll ask Wikipedia. But I know he would go play. I don't know if it was. I don't know. I think they used to be NASL, so not indoor, but uh, you know. It was like MLS back in the days. Um, it was an indoor soccer uh, team. No, it became one though. I think. No. Okay. After after then, after the after they folded, some of these became like indoor. But I know he had played, so he had already kind of gone abroad, and I think he had that mentality because we were talking about like why some of these players they come from small towns and. They could. They just like that experience or references. Hugo was living like in Mex City. He he went to school. Um, he had a right. He's a dentist. He learned. That's he learned true. how to. He has a a degree in that. And uh, his sister, I believe, was was an Olympian. I don't know if she went to the Olympics or she was like trialist. But those are all references that help shape you and that's a big reason why he was able to go and and be alone and still triumph we have uh ricardo on twitter spaces maybe he wants to say something yes uh i'll invite him to speak um but yeah i i you know what's interesting though is like you had i consider raul and and chicharito had successful careers in europe and we both know that they they know like English like pretty well. In fact, by the time they already went abroad, they had already known it like fluently. And there was even a point where like Chicharito was like translating for Anderson uh, on one of the interviews. So like I, I I can't imagine how much that helped. You know, making that transition from Liga Mekis to the Prem League, like how much just knowing the language like helped him. I think Chicharito's family moved with him. Yeah, that's another thing too. And, but see, they had money. It's not like the club had to foot the bill and put them in some Section 8 housing. They, they had money. They probably went and rented some place and, you know, and were there to show support. Um, and that's that's another, that's a plus, of course. Right. Well, and I just thinking about uh, Chicharito's English, I was thinking about his interview when he dropped the apro- the, the Aprovech. Aprovech. You know, I just re- remind because um, I think Messi. I think he had a friend. They brought a friend because I know his family lived with him. And then after a certain age, because I think they went back. But I think a friend of his from Argentina stayed. Like that was his job, just to like be Messi's flatmate. <clears throat> what you got for us, Ricardo? Yeah, I've been listening to you guys, and as usual, always making excuses, but what do you expect? <laughs> I, I think a, a big you guys. Let's go, round one! You guys have good points, and and not, I'm just busting holes, balls. But <laughs> I think another point you guys uh, didn't uh, mention was all these palancas. 
in Mexico. Uh, like, let, let's not go, let's not go too far away. I mean, <clears throat> was that guy's name the Van Ranking? That guy that played for you guys for yeah. Chivas. I mean, who's his uncle? The guy from Televisa, right? Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. That so, does let's not gloss over that. And um, also, I mean, he, he's your you, your guys is new to Puerto, but he's a he's a fresa rich boy type that probably got there because of his parents, right? The Pumas. Yeah, that 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 still and for years that was like you would I would hear that that was a reason there wasn't that many more players because um, they they said you would need palancas to to get into the first team, but I think as it became more competitive, they sort of had to do away with that. But but I agree with you that it still exists and that there's well, still players and, and even coaches, as we saw with um with Leaño. <laughs> and and it's a lot it's alive and well because I uh, not too far and not too far back, uh, our best player Lozano, his dad was on the on Fox Deportes or one of those channels, and he was talking about how one of the one of the youth coaches was asking them for money to play. Well, the yeah, same that, position. That's and another I've heard. You, you're right about asking for money because that's the thing that's come up every now and then about how so and so, you know, want want money, um, but we've never seen anything like come out of it. Anything concrete, concrete evidence. Yeah, like someone get like, you know, like get busted, like the way they busted uh, Sam Alarty, was it Big Sam? When he was, uh, some some people like catfished him, they, they said they were like player agents or something, and then they met at a pub. And uh, so he was a coach for Bolton and other EPL teams. And I think he had just gotten the English national team job. So anyways, they're interviewing him and they're recording it, uh, like a hidden recording. And this guy's talking about how how they would do transfers. And it was just to, sort of like they would just buy the player to try to like, to make money off of the transfer. It, it was some, some type of like crooked stuff. Oh, and, like, uh, um, what's his name? Tevez, right? He was bought by like a third party and then... When he went to West Ham, it was like they're the ones that negotiated. It was weird. He, yeah, but that's because in Argentina, that's now you're opening a bunch of doors there. That's like in Argentina, um, some of the like, like they bought like or, a percentage or, or, of his card or some bullshit like that. That's why he couldn't stay in Man U or some of these other clubs because you had too many people asking for money. It was recently, uh, you're my uh, the the savior of Guadalajara, Feliz. I mean, let's not let's, a couple years back they gave him a forty million dollar blank check. Well, not I mean a real check. And who else did he get outside from Bocho and those other bums? The Alexis Peña, a bunch of guys that he got Antuna, who was a seleccionado. Madueña, Alexis Peña. The you rapist, like uh, why, uh, what's his name, Yalpando, the rapist? Yep. <laughs> Gallito. I don't know if he got the Yalpando, I think he was there. Gallito, um, he got Gallito. Chicote and Canelo. Chicote. 
Canelo. And yeah, Peña. And, and Peña was part of the. He, had to, he was like he was like a package deal. Like yeah. If you're taking this guy, you also have to take him. <laughs> they bundled. It was a bundle. If, if you ask me, if going back to the original point that you guys were talking about about these lazy. Uh, like these Mexican players, the my in my opinion, the 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 biggest problem is Chivas and these other Mexican teams. Problem by them going for what? by them going to Europe because when they go to Europe, they got in the back of the they they already go to Europe. With uh, thoughts in the back of the head, oh, if I don't succeed here, I can just go to, I can just come back to Chivas, I can come back to those to Tigres, to Rayados, and I'll, be off, and I'll be straight. You, like they have a safety blanket, is what you're saying? Exactly. That's and and I and Chivas started all this by 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 having that racist tradition, <laughs> that xenophobic tradition that's only Mexicans. <laughs> Have that say like you said that safety blanket to go back to Mexico because oh I just go oh, Chivas is always going to want me they're always going to spend money on me and that and they created this inflate this bubble market that only they operated. Mm. Oh, I, I all right so right here's the thing wait, though. Wait, oh, oh no, it's, it's the truth. Oh, don't, wait, wait, don't fight. Wait, 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 I'm just gonna say. Just gonna make, yeah. I'm just gonna say this. Um, I think Tigres have been a, a bigger culprit of doing that than Chivas have in recent times because when Omar Bravo failed, he went to Tigres. When Salcedo came back, he went to Tigres. When Salcedo came back, he went to Tigres. Diego Reyes went back to you know, it's like if anything, Tigres has been Aquino. Like all the players that went and to abroad and failed went yes. to Tigres. You beat me to it, Jaime. Exactly. Chivas right. hasn't brought back anyone from Europe. They haven't been able to. Who? You guys are 100% right. You guys are 100% right. But the only reason Chivas, my, I'm saying that Chivas created this whole debacle. Is their fault? The Mexican team is where it's at, where the Mexican players are where they're at. Is although they don't bring them back, is it was their racist, xenophobic ideology. <laughs> <laughs> Because they need a tinfoil hat to listen to it. I know Tigres, is, is their hands are dirty in this because you're right. They're the ones bringing back all these bums like Reyes, Aquino, and all these washed up guys. But if Chivas, would, if Chivas would be doing the same thing, except their owner is broke and he's a knockoff Herbalife salesman. That's the problem. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> no. Aside, aside from lying Ness, I, I know that he's right on the bench. Every time America sends someone over to Europe, man, they're killing it. My boy Machini, he, oh, they God. love Ajax. That I know he's not Mexican, but but he's naturalized. El Guido Rodriguez at Betis. He's already playing for Argentina. And my um. um a hero here and Chivas is the villain. Let's not, let's not, um, I didn't want to, they're, they're ruining Mexicans. Let's, let's, I'm going to break this news right now. The latest crack that America has gotten is uh, Jurgen Dam. 
No, güey. Jürgen Dam and Gio. They're getting into bringing back the players from abroad, right? All right. I from MLS. They're trying to rescue. We're being hijacked by a promo by a promotora just like uh Chivas is with that with that scumbag Mariano Varela all right i have i literally have five tabs open right here on wikipedia omar bravo deportivo la corona went back to tigres on loan carlos salcido he was at fulham he went to tigres on loan carlos salcedo was at frankfurt went to tigres javier aquino raya valcano tigres diego reyes fenerbache leganes tigres I mean, I get what you're saying, and you're 100% right. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying that it's Chivas' fault for creating the bubble to begin with. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I we're, we're the I, thing I is, think... Chivas aren't even he buying is... players. We're too broke. We're bringing players from our cantera. So it's like, what bubble are we creating? No, the the bubble you guys created in the 90s and the 80s by bringing by uh, calling yourself or oh, el campeonismo mexican whenever you come to whenever you come to chivas you go to the national team right you do so the biggest well it, it shouldn't be like that because it's the biggest farce in the world but I, I don't know about that because how many players are I mean, they really if you I look mean, at the last what the last three four world cups very few players from chivas have been you know, I think 2006 was the last time there was a few starters. They were 2006 and 2010. We had like six players, but 2014, but then I think 2018, a lot of them were like a bench. Yeah, I mean, going into the this World Cup, we might have one or two. I mean, Nene Beltran might make it. Vega might make it. Biojo yeah, might make none it. Of them, none of them are going to be starters. But it's like none of these dudes are like the <laughs> backbone. And they shouldn't be because Vega and Nene Beltran have been shit in the bed. These friendlies, they've been no shows, just like Pulisic for the for USA whenever he plays Mexico. No need to throw them under the bus. The entire team has been playing like shit, man. Uh, my boy Martinez, he's always holding us down in the midfield. <clears throat> it's not his fault. He's he's surrounded by bombs. No, no, I, I agree. machine has been solid, but he madness. Oof. So, th- so th- this is the one guy. I, uh, one guy I like. Uh, I love his. I, I I enjoy his style of play, but I also think he's overrated because he's had what about two good seasons, two and a half seasons, I where there were there. Yeah, and, and this is abroad, 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 abroad. What what happens in Club Sud America doesn't. Uh, I'm not counting that right now, but. Uh, Abroad, he's had what two and a half, two two and a half seasons, guys. Raúl Jiménez what? had like a, had like a de- and we're talking about decent season in Benfica, and that was like towards the end of of his tenure right there. Yeah, but then... like he was a super sub there, and then obviously at Wolves, like you know they were promoted from the championship. Like he got every start, and yeah, he had a really good season. Mm-hmm. And uh, up until his injury, he was having a great season, but. Let's not. Well, he's, he's, isn't he one Side of the all-time? Huh? Sideshow Bob almost killed him. Sideshow Bob. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That, that's not his fault. 
but overall, like, it's 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 and kill, man. can we and like look? I'm just gonna point, uh, you know, point the element in the room. But uh, Raúl for Selección has done shit, dude. He scores his goals from penalty kicks, and you know the biggest thing he did was that Chilena. That's about it, bro. For the national team, yeah, it's, it's, like Ricardo said, he almost died, dude. He's in like what are you the field. He's, he's probably looking at the Grim Reaper right there. I'm just and saying, like, like before his injury, no, we're not going to get Sal- Salivar on the national team. I'm just yes. saying, like, for the player that he is and for how well he was doing for for Wolves, that didn't really translate to the national team. And it's like you, you kind of have to wonder, like, what what's going on there? You know, you have a player that's way more talented than Chicharito. Like, Chicharito doesn't even know how to pass the ball or, like, trap it. But this dude has, like, twice the amount of goals. So, like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Well, we, well, we, Raul wasn't around to play all those mini moleros, man. Dude. You know Chicharito's only gone to one gold so cup bad. ever. It could take a while. You guys remember Medina? Um, Alberto Medina, he debuted at like 17. He was really talented. And then he, he, he tore his ACL. It was a pretty bad injury against Irapuato, I believe. And... It kind of stunted, it kind of stunted his career a bit, and then it kind of like it took him a while. He he didn't seem the same, you know. It, it took him a while to get back. Uh, but I do feel if if it wasn't for that injury, he could have gone on to be a bit a bit more better. But I know. I, I wonder I wonder how long it would take him to to like get his confidence back. Well, Are I we mean, talking about Jimenez? He's right. Huh? He's running out of time. He's 31 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he's probably like, all right, man. I'm just going to milk he, he When he got injured, he was peaking. Yeah. 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 And but, those kind of injuries, it, you know, it makes you think twice. But when you go for a challenge like that, like in the future, right? Like you're going to kind of hold back. Ricardo, is he likely to go to Chivas? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. He's, gonna... he's more, he's closer to. <laughs> We already said you guys would eat. Whoa. So, What's that? I said we already said you guys would eat, right? He'll be, <laughs> he'll be a Tigres. <laughs> he'll be a Tigres after the World Cup. We we, we, we needed Either somebody way. to go get us coffee and stuff. That's why Oriva was there, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a sound clip to play real quick. It's from Jesus Martinez. Guzmán no sale de Pachuca. Ayer parece que ustedes. Parece que Chivas lo transmite Fox, cabrón. ¿Eh? Chingado. No tiene Chivas para pagarme a Guzmán. Guzmán se queda en Pachuca. Yeah. So, all the rumors of Pocho Guzmán going to Chivas have been deflated. And, you know, I was actually. I was pretty entertained because all throughout the day on Twitter and on Instagram, um, these reporters, of course, talking out of their ass were saying, oh, yeah, he's so close to signing. In fact, he's already, like, at the grounds. And then Pocho was like, that's not true, bro. I'm in New York getting married. Like, this is all f- – these are all fake rumors. And, you know, he d- he said it a few times. Like, yeah, I haven't had any approach from Chivas. So uh, the the hope of him going to, to Guadalajara, no chance. Oh, I- I think the info leaked, and so this a bit a bit of context on this audio clip. 
because there was a lot of like rumors that he was going to Chivas or Chivas was gonna, you know, that was their. Um, and so this was with Andre Marin, and it seemed like it was like uh, off, you know, it was like a off the a record, call. right? Yes, off the record call that Marin ends up putting on his Twitter uh, or just social media. And then he took it off because uh, he had to Martinez apologize. Probably, Martinez probably called him. Was like, the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> um, My, he knew what he was doing. Avisame. But I, I do think it, I, I do think there's interest. Uh, they probably did meet with the player or with the agent, and then that info got leaked because they would have to meet and see like, would you be interested in coming back? You know, like just to gauge what, what you know, how, how they're gonna go about this thing, um, because a lot of times that's what you do if if you could you could you meet with the player first and then kind of put pressure. That's how they'll put pressure for the, the the player would then start pressuring the club to sell them because one thing we do know is he wants to go to the Selección and it's not happening at Pachuca, man. Pachuca gets no love. And of course, if he's at Chivas, the the spotlight would be on him. And then he wouldn't, you know, it would be more like a weekly thing where where the other, other, like the news outlets would be like, why isn't this guy there? Why isn't he there? You know, As, as opposed to where he's now where they'll mention it once and then just don't bring it up again. Well, and I think I guess, guess because of this leak, and to give Ricardo some razón here on this one, uh, they turned their attention to to uh, Orbelín Pineda to bring him back. <laughs> I, you know, I think that's been for a while because, and I was telling Jaime a while back, uh, they should go after him because he's got him very little playing time, and it doesn't seem like it's going to improve. So then, if you're going into it is a World Cup year, so I mean, you want to be sitting in the bench, or do you want to be, you know, getting playing time and and trying to, you know, get get in that? Because I do think he's a player with that talent that he could he could be with the selection, and if and and then just allow him to leave again, if you know after the World Cup or after whatever. It's always Daddy Chivas that have to. Bring these players in so they can get a second chance at La Selección. You know, you look at uh, what happened to Pulido. He was blacklisted. He goes to Chivas and he starts getting called up for the national team. I'm sure the same thing will happen to Alan Mosso. Ironically, Pulido from Tigres. Yeah, ironically. (laughs) From Tigres. That was a big gamble, man. Two years abroad. 14 games in two years. You know... and they paid almost twenty million. They that's a lot, a lot of money. money. That's a lot of money for a player that might not even work out. That's all on the get out. If he deserves credit on anything, it's it's on that Pulido move, man. He, that was a big gamble. And love him or hate him, that what is it? That twelve star. It's it has his name on it, man. Absolutely. He, he, he yeah. helped win it. And to add, it was against the teams that blacklisted him. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, things do come full, full circle. circle. And, full and for circle. the record, he, he has me blocked. <laughs> I, what? I, I was the first.
first here on uh, on Twitter to attack him, man, when he was at Chivas. I was I was always talking shit, and he he, he blocked me. <laughs> Everyone was calling him Tio Higuera. I, I was the one talking shit, and he blocked me. Now now I defend him a bit, just a bit. Now I, I just give him credit where it's due. He's still a snake, but he still did some good. Eres un estúpido. <laughs> Is that what you told him? <laughs> I forgot, man. <sighs> yeah. So with uh, obviously Pocho Guzman completely out of, you know, he's he's no longer in the picture. Realistically, would you consider this a off-season failure if we if if Chivas failed to sign? At least one more refuerzo. Yes, I saw. I, I saw something on like, might have been the Azteca Twitter feed that Chivas is looking for a striker. But who the hell is out there? Yeah, Pulido, <laughs> Pulido, Chicharo. Yeah, the usual Pumero. suspects. You know, Pizarro, Pulido, Chicharo. No, um, Pizarro. Well, I mean, if he wants to come back. Um, you also have Henry Martin. Um, one player that I'm surprised that she was having gone for is El um, Lalo Aguirre. I think he would have been a good fit. He's a young player. Well, why don't you? Why don't you guys go for Julio Furch now that you guys are accepting natur- naturalizados on the Mexican on the Chivas? We're talking about Mexican Americans, but not. Not, uh, no, 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 no. There's a, there's a, there's a Guatem- there's a Guatemalan national on the Chivas team. No, they don't let, they don't let. If you're a Chivas, you can't play in a any other another national. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can. The, on the no. female team, there's a Guatemalan. Oh my god! No. <laughs> Is that if, even a real if, sport? If Come was, on, man. If it was, they let them go because it's kind of happened with some of the players that were, at least for the youth. Yeah. But she was like, scouted she by the U.S. She was looking at trophy in the women's champ in the bro, Liga that's the Mexican. that's feminine, bro. We're not talking about that. We're talking oh, about. Oh, he's making the. That's a lot to know. That, that that's a lot to know for a team you don't like. All the Chivas, what's well, all the Chivas propaganda <laughs> machine is all I over was... the place. Ricardo's hate for Chihuahua. Show me on this doll where they hurt you. Where did he touch you? I want to know where he, where, where the bad man touched you. The concentration cap. This guy went to me, man. Promotes. It's, it's all, it's, it's all, it reaches all over, man. You can't deny that. Chivas is all over the place. <clears throat> yeah, well, we are the biggest club in Mexico, so kind of comes with well, the territory. The biggest club of most championships, right? Yeah. Um I will say I'm very disappointed with Orbelin Pineda. Um, you know, he went he decided to basically expire his contract, like run it down, and immediately you get blacklisted by any team within Mexico and you know he did secure his move abroad. But at what cost? Like you saw the same thing happen in Macias, you go abroad. You get no minutes. You just took like a huge setback in your career, especially during a World Cup year. 
now Daddy Chivas has to bail you out. And... You know, well, you know what? With this blacklisting thing, I don't, I don't know how, how much I believe in that. Uh, Torado did something similar. I think he was at Pumas at the time, uh, but he let his contract run out, and then he left to Sevilla. Was it Torado? Man, I'm going pretty far. Yeah, back. That, that was that was Torado. Uh... Yeah, and so then I, think, I think he did go to Sevilla right right and, after that. And then he had problems at Sevilla because then they froze him for like a year and he came to Cruz Azul. But when you do something like that, um, I don't think you're blacklisted. It just means that they do have like the Pacto de Caballeros. So it means if you come back to Mexico, you're not on free. You're like, you're not a free transfer. Uh, whatever club by you still gonna have to pay the club you were at. So it does depend like the club you left. Are they gonna be willing to negotiate, or are they just gonna, you know, sort of like be a dick about it and not, you know, just just make it difficult where no one's gonna touch you at that point. Wikipedia says but then that wouldn't be the whole league. It would just be that one club. Wikipedia says he went from Pumas to Tenerife and then Poli Ejido and then Sevilla. Ah, there you go. Wow. He was doing so good in Sevilla. I don't know what happened. Injury. And then they froze him. Yeah, but something else happened. I don't know if it had to do with a contract. It just said his his injury left him out for almost a season. That probably did it. Because he returned to Cruz Azul, and they paid him a lot of money when he came back. It said uh, like, he was... He went to Racing, the Santander, after that. He went to Racing, did not have a chance to play because he had differences with the coach, eventually forced to return to Mexico. Wow, where have well, I, I heard that story I before? I those two things. Yeah. That's a long time ago, though, man. That's... Well, it came back in two, it came back in two thousand five, so that means he came back to be able to play in the World Cup. Yeah, but for 06. He... Yeah, but that first season in Sevilla, dude, he had some games. I don't, I don't think no one, I don't think no one make those YouTube videos, but maybe <laughs> you could see him playing back then. He, he looked like a beast. Having said all that. Uh... Well, if he wasn't supposed, if he wasn't to go to Europe, where would you guys? I mean, back to Jaime's point, like if he wasn't, if he wouldn't have gone to Europe, where would he have gone then? Who? I mean, Porto Berlin. I'm, I mean, oh Chivas. yeah. And his time at Cruz Azul was up and down at around the. He won a chip with them, didn't he? Yeah, he won. He did. He won a chip with both. Uh, uh, what think we? So, I think it was because he was going to Europe mm-hmm. that he did what he did. Because some of these Euro teams are shady like that. The way Olympiacos negotiated with, with Pulido and he ended up going. And I know this was very similar. And some of these players, sometimes they seem a bit desperate to go abroad. And I, I feel like they don't go about it the right way. And if a club doesn't invest in you, they're less likely to, like, you know, give you much of a chance. Uh, 
like Atletico, they they paid what twenty five million for Jimenez, so they weren't just gonna lose that investment. They had to make sure that he was still gonna, you know, be of use somehow, which is how he ends up in Benfica. But had he gone on a free, had he gone on a free transfer, he, yeah, he would have been at he would have been at Tigres after that first season. <laughs> and I would I would have to disagree with you, Jaime, when you compared Porto Berlin and and. Uh, Macias, the times in Europe, the way they left to Europe and how they came back. I mean, let's not, let's not beat around the bush. Macias left to Europe because of what he did in Leon, not, not because of what he did in Chivas. He had Angel Mena passing to him, giving him crosses, Chapo Montes, and these other uh, international starters that, that brought attention to him. And he went... And that got him to get that thing now because of what he did in Chivas. I I disagree because he was being rumored. He was being rumored to like Borussia Dortmund. In fact, like the opening, the opening uh, first episode of their All or Nothing on Amazon Prime, they were showing like a clip of him at Leon, and they're like, they're like, open up the coffers. We're gonna get this guy. Um, I don't know if they knew that you know he was on loan and how they had to go through Chivas, but I don't know what happened, how that deal fell through, but um, he, he went to the Getafe because he, he like, he, he, uh, he just had a really bad time at Chivas and like his stock went like really, really low. And so that, that, that fell through because of the, the price tag on his uh, clausula. Probably. Uh, I can't imagine what, what Chivas asked for. What was it? Was it 17, 14 it was, or 17 was, million or something? It was probably a lot of money. Yeah, it was probably like 15. Yeah, so so for a European team, maybe they just go get a couple Argent, Argentines, like about three Argentines for that price, right? So, well, I can... it goes back to my bubble, my bubble point that Chivas created. <laughs> Yeah, but I think here's the it's thing. It's more of the whole league than just is it, Chivas. Is it Chivas' fault for asking for that much money when they know they, they can get that within Mexico? It's not their fault. Supply and demand. Not only that, but that's that's how much he's worth for the club. Oh, you know, you're right. It, it, I don't disagree with you guys. But then at the same time, they're saying, oh, we got the Chivas tax, and they overpriced it to us. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, I don't know. No, but this this was a this was a player that was he was always gonna leave. Like so, you can't really blame the club because Chivas has shown that they have a willingness to let players go abroad. And we mm-hmm. could mention all the players we already mentioned, and they never sold all those players for exaggerated amounts. Even Chicha, they sold him very cheap. He was bargain bin by by EPL standards. They almost send them for free, man. Um, so that's one thing you could say about Chivas, where they've always been willing to to negotiate the players, and they I don't think they have ever like done something where they they like put a high price tag just to keep them out. The high price tag was for Leon because they he went on loan with the clausula, like a like a release clause, and that was like fifteen because they knew like. All right, they're not going to pay it. It's Grupo Pachuca, they're not going to pay this amount, and they didn't. So that was kind of like their whole safety, you know. That way, if it does cut or whatever, he he comes back. And when he did come back, of course they guaranteed him the whole, 
yeah, if you get an offer, we'll facilitate it. And it was a weak offer. Getafe, they're not, come on, they're not going to pay. They weren't going to pay good money. So that's the other thing. You don't you don't want to leave as a player. But Some of these that, clubs that, that they, they don't invest much in you, they're not going to give you much of a chance. Isn't that like the biggest, most bonehead move, like dumb move you could ever, like he must be kicking himself. Like, I do why, think, yeah. Why the hell would you leave Leon when you got Ankel Mena and all these guys giving passing? Because it was ball. alone. And no, no I, I heard, I heard that uh, uh, Leon was trying to buy them, buy him. But he, let's not forget, he came back around the same time where where the Chivas spent all the money to get all those those guys. So they thought they were going to win something. Was that the whole? No, the whole thing was. With and I did hear that that Leon that mm-hmm. some people were gonna buy him, they were gonna they were pulling the money together, a GoFundMe and whatnot. <laughs> but but I think that they wanted they were gonna own like a percentage of third, his future transfer, yes. So his contract was gonna be like uh, Grupo Pachuca was gonna like own yeah. him for like basically, for a long like, time, and, yeah, if they would have so if like. Leon would have bought him from Chivas. They would have went ahead and sold him to like the highest bidder, and they would have gotten a percentage of that. And like Chivas, yeah. Chivas were not about to let that happen. Well, not this is this is not what affect Chivas. This would affect Macias, where where he's now at the club's whim, and the way he's had it, he's had more control over what he wants to do with his career. So it's, it's very smart on his basically. Part, he knew he, has more- he knew that. If he wanted to go to Europe, the only way he was going to get there is if he returned to Chivas. Because they have a proven track record of sending players abroad. I, no, but I do think he would have gone through Grupo Pachuca. He, he would have, but, but again, it would have been like they would have owned most of his contract. And then going into that club, I believe, if that club were to sell him, they were still, they were still getting uh, you know, money from him. So I guess he felt they, they were just going to own, they were going to be the bigger winners. Uh, we saw something similar. There's one player from River Plate, right? He, he went to, I think, Atlanta. And it's um the big reason he went because they paid. What, what happened? Ezekiel Varco or whatever his name. The he, yeah, they paid, like, right? they paid like 15 million, but yeah. about 5 million went to him. From the mm-hmm. transfer, Damn. five million. Some some team in in Europe wanted him, but they wanted to pay like under ten. He wasn't gonna get shit if he went over there, and so he didn't care because, dude, five million. He probably you know paid off all his family debts, para bodega. You know they they <laughs> he, they feared his family, and and he, he went where he was gonna be able to secure his future, and he he didn't care, but. He was able to do something like that. Uh, I think Macias, if he went to Pachuca, he would have been like, it, it would have been them owning. They would pretty much own him, you know? But they would have put him in a better position to succeed. Well, I mean, that depends. Succeed for Macias is different than what it I mean, is for you. I, you know? I'm not the one. He's the one saying that he wanted to go to Barcelona and Real Madrid, right? Not me. And you said it yourself, he was already well out before. He didn't need yeah. soccer. 
So which one is it? Does he want does he want to succeed or does he, does he want to make a lot of money? Well, I know I, I don't I think, think it's about money. It's about he just wanted control. control over your career. He wanted control over his contract. Yeah. Yeah, in your career, look look at what happened to the dude Ortega. We were just talking about him. Santos sold him. He had no say in it. Yeah, no so, say. So this, like, dude, you're clean Belgium. He showed up to <laughs> training and they're like, dude, you got to go now. Like, you can't train for us anymore. You're not our property. It was crazy. Learn English. Hey, learn English. <laughs> Aquí está tu inglés sin barreras, güey. This locker's already empty. No, dude. But, but they already won uh, Confederaciones. Back in the, nah, uh, back in the 90s. Olympic gold. The biggest, the biggest triumph was the what Olympic. What about the Olympic? Yeah, the Olympic gold medal. Youth tournament doesn't count. <laughs> That's like when Chivas promotes a Copa MX. It doesn't exist anymore, man. But look, they did reach two Libertadores. I mean, two Copa America finals. So I would say they're pretty close to winning one of those. You know, uh. I was just looking at Copa America and like how Mexico has been invited 10 times and five out of those 10 times, uh, they were on the, what do they call that? The platform. They got three third place trophies and two runner ups. That's not bad for a team. That's not part of that confederation. And some of those other times, uh, CONCACAF sabotage. Right. Made made them send the under 23. And with teams, with players primarily based in Mexico, right? Yes, that's yep. something we've always promoted I, here. The whole... I, always, I always agreed with you, uh, Joel, when you mentioned that, but that was yes. back then. Right now, <laughs> there is no Copa America. There is no Libertadores. Yeah. So there's no point of them being together in Mexico with all these extranjeros, these coaches with tactics that you see, like, pub, pub league... Uh, coaches have i mean yeah you gotta try different things to succeed we are we just can't have mario carrillo chelis and these same guys with the same <laughs> Tuca. all the time Tuca, parking the bus never playing young kids i mean yeah job job security in mexico is real dog that's what hey, hey, Ricardo, don't bring, don't don't bring up uh because you're gonna uh wrestle <laughs> <laughs> I'm a believer. I, I like the guy. I don't trust that guy. So he was debuting youth, for the record. Uh, Mexico had a couple friendlies, lost to Uruguay pretty badly. They got pork time, man. They didn't lose. They got pork. And then, <laughs> and they weren't even going at full, full mm-hmm. steam. Uh, who they play? They played Ecuador on Sunday. <laughs> Ecuador, yeah. Oh, yes. Couldn't get a Where result that, there. The demon score was a 0 0. 0 0. And uh, I saw Man. a statistic that really concerned me. Um, the statistic is the top five players that Tata has called up to the national team. Number one in minutes is Jesus Gallardo with 3,343 minutes. He's his. Guy, we are fucked. (laughs) The other four: Edson Alvarez, Guillermo Choa, Nestor Araujo, and Ache Ache. 
Well, yeah, some of those guys went down in form, but for a long time, they were... Nestor Araujo for a long time, dude. He was just solid. Ache Ache at one point was regarded as the best uh, national team player. Not anymore. I know, but, you know, just putting things into context. He's those guys in. got those many games, and now it so, seems like, you know, we see them now, and they're like, why do they get so many games? Assuming that we take 23 players, there's only 18 spots left, guys. And it just the chances of uh, a great player that's like having a great season getting to the World Cup is probably unlikely. Like, I don't know, man. I just I'm not feeling good about this World Cup. Well, they are starting the season a little bit early, right? So somebody heats up in the Mexican League because let's face it, some of our European based players are a little bit on the older side. Or just not in form, right? So if somebody heats up in the Mexican league, you never know, right? I I disagree, man. I mean, Tata has shown to uh, ignore trends and stick with his guys. And I think that's just going to be the case. Um, And and bad news for you, Jaime. Gerardo Torrado just said uh, four more years for Tata, man. He can see you could see him staying four more years. I did see that where they're considering it, right? It's just but like, they also, but they also said that with Osorio, didn't they? I don't know about that. Yeah, but that's the. And the he had a he, he had an interview with uh, with Hercules Gomez and the, with the, his podcast or whatever, where he says he regrets not staying in Mexico for the other yeah. four years. Oh, I bet because his career tanked after that. Yeah, but I think like. I love the fact that they're looking like long term and like wanting to give a coach eight years because I think you for the national team I think you should give a, a guy eight years. I just think it's the wrong guy. Like this is not the answer. Like I would have loved to give somebody else the opportunity to coach us for eight. I, I actually would have liked Osorio for another four years, but like not Tata man. That guy is he's like Vucetic man. They're just they're just bad. They're just bad coaches. fighting <laughs> words. Well, I think the problem is the 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 the, Mex- the Mexican fan with doing something like that, right? So when we had Osorio, you know, too 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 many substitutions, you know, Juan Cambios, right? Now you got yeah. that who sticks with this guy. He doesn't make any changes. So yeah, you go from one extreme to the of, other. We're full of contradiction, man. And like the day. The, the game that he decided to use the same lineup, we got killed by Sweden. So it's like... We got ragdolled by Sweden. Yeah. But I, I think and, like... And we, and we got porked against Chile 7-0. Uh, yeah, that was I, was, I was at that game, man. You should have been fired after that game. Nah. Yeah, you should have. No, I think Osorio did... I think he did a great job. I know that's like might be a controversial opinion. But... Germany. All Germany. His numbers were good. I think the way we qualified to the World Cup was less stressful. We didn't lose to the United States. We stopped. Oh, but, but we stopped. Always, we stopped conceding off. Time, we stopped conceding off set pieces. Like things were looking better than they were, and like now we we've kind of fell into the same same traps. Like I feel like we we started losing against USA again. We started conceding goals from like the set pieces, and it's it's just obvious that like 
you know, although Tata had like an impressive like resume with the co- the teams that he's coached, let's be honest, what what has he accomplished? He hasn't accomplished shit, dude. Like he went to Barcelona, didn't win a fucking thing, and then like his best thing was with Paraguay, and like, dude, that was like we beat them with Paraguay with uh, Hugo Sanchez. And yeah, the- but people forget on that one that 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 uh, Nettie drew a red card right at the start of the game. So they played with 10, right? So not to say that that uh, Mexico wouldn't have won that because Hugo had them nice and primed for for uh, that tournament. Mexico yeah. played very well, but but I think that that, that score is uh, a little bit engañoso. I don't care, man. All I know is that's the answer. But still, Paraguay's not a team. It's not a team that folds easily. No. No, but but again, you get off to a, to a fast start, or you get you 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 give up a PK and, and a red card, right at the start of the, at the start of the game, yeah. give up one goal. You're 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 in a world of hurt right there. What, 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 you know, what, what, there's the one thing I like about Hugo's team. Yeah, they would go for the kill, man. And I saw that when they they put what seven against Chivas. Uh, who? Pumas. He was coaching Pumas. Oh, seven. That's right. It was raining, I remember. Not it was the fun. Raining goals, but his team was like that, and and that that team Which, from Hugo was. He did win a V Campeonato just like Atlas. He did. Yeah. That was the the Mexican national team participation that scored the most goals in in the Copa America. It, it sucks how um, he got kicked out. I would have liked to have seen the team. Uh, him have played at the at the World Cup, Maybe and then they, the coach they brought just shit the bed, which was uh, Zvani. He almost failed to qualify. You know who they say kick was one of the main culprits to kick him out. Right? I, you know it is. You know everything. Chivas. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying because then you guys say I'm a Chivas hater, but <laughs> isn't it the truth though? I think I mean, you're just a closeted Chivas fan, bro. You can come out. It's all right. <laughs> I speak the truth, and I'm okay. <laughs> No, it's just like you seem to know a lot about Chivas. Like I feel like it's like the same people that that know everything about the the men's national team, the the U.S. men's national team. Like, bro, you know too much, bro. You've been watching the MLS, haven't you? No, I'm talking about like Mexican Americans that like look at what Pulisic did, and oh my yeah, god, but... like Sergio Dest, and oh my god, how are we gonna compete? I'm like, bro, just come out of the closet already. You're you're an no, ad fan. They, they got the propaganda machine on through the end. That's why, bro. That's these right. guys don't even speak English. I'm talking about these fans. <laughs> they don't even understand it. Well, those are pochos. So what do you expect, man? He's waiting for a favorable result. I agree with you guys. Hugo is what we need. He's the only guy that actually, I know it's cliche, but he feels something for, he wants Mexico to win compared to these other guys. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Like, he wants Mexico to do good. And I know uh, he always mentioned that he should, that, Every other big national team, uh, they always any winning national team, they have a representative from their country. Like you never see Brazil with extranjero, you never see Argentina with extranjero. Yeah, pretty much every World Cup winner has had a coach from their own country. country. Yeah, from their own country. I'm not saying we're those countries, but I'm pretty sure Google cares if we win or not. 
Yeah. Now Ugo, Ugo got the reason Ugo got fired is his big mouth, but I, I'm I'm one that thinks he should have gotten a a second chance at some point, right? Um, I agree. No, I, hell, think the, hell, I think even even when uh when the, the that Chepo era that started falling apart, hell, they, they could they could have gone and beaten New Zealand with Ugo, and then who knows what would have happened then? But I think he should have gotten a second chance, man. And I'm mm-hmm. I, I am uh, we talked about it in another podcast, guys. It, it, I am leaning these days towards, you know, screw it. Let's get ourselves a Mexican-based uh, national team, a Mexican league-based national team, and get that Mexican coach and see what, what the heck we can do. Right? And, and that, adva- that advantage at us. Anybody but Piojo. He, he's the main <laughs> candidate. <laughs> What's up with Duden uh, putting Guillermo Almada up there? Uh, he, they're already talking about how he should be a replacement for for Tata. I'm like, bro, makes no sense. But if, if anyone has a little bit of Hugo in them, it is Piojo. Bro, Piojo is uh, no, he's not. We're gonna do worse under Piojo than we do well, Tata. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, how how? Man, we had his Netflix run record was good. We had Netherlands on the run. No. He's he's not a good technical coach. I think he's a great cheerleader and I know that he would be a great like players coach. Yeah, but these guys are professionals, bro, and when you're down and you need like answers and tactics on how to like win, you can't just say, "Oh, just try harder." Dale gas or échale huevos. Like you need an actual game plan, you know. And like at the same time, I don't think there's a Mexican coach with tactics or a game plan. I think that's what we have to resort to. Yeah, I mean, I mean Dick Chain is not ready, man. What are you talking about? We have Michel Liano. He's 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 attainable right now. He doesn't have a job. But Liano. Daniel, he, hasn't, he, hasn't won the prim, he hasn't won the Premier League yet. That's right. He needs to oh, you're right. And, then... and when he does it, he's going to do it shirtless, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I still think that dude was doing some massive cocaine before that interview. <laughs> he went all hyped up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I win the Champions League. I do say he's going to win pretty much everything, dude. <laughs> I got I got was on one for sure. <laughs> I'm I'm all for that ambition, man, but that dude for sure was on something, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was like like you know those and I, I, I told Jaime back then when the interview came out, this dude pretty much just, you know, put the noose around himself because he, he put these really high expectations right. now. And the media's gonna keep reminding him and <clears throat> Oh, he's never gonna live that down, bro. It, it was very similar to when uh, Vergara said, I'm going to bring the best coach in the world. And then they hire Yayo de la Torre. And that was just, it just became a meme. And <laughs> we just, just we just signed the, our best player, the fans. The, yeah, the fans. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I've never had an issue with somebody having those ambitions. Like when, you know, when they were, Baiting Hugo when when uh, La Volpe was in charge, right? He'd say, "If you want to win the World Cup, call me." I didn't have an issue with that. Somebody w- thinks that they can they can do it. More power to them, right? To, to have that type of ambition and goal. I didn't have an issue when uh, Chicharito said, "Imaginarnos cosas chingonas," right? I didn't have an issue with that. 
but but Leano, man, that that brother was. <laughs> yeah, the way the way he said it. Huh? And I know you guys are gonna call me a hater, but how bush league is it that this hijo de papi, this fresa guy, just came out of nowhere and they gave him the keys to the one of the biggest clubs in Mexico? How bush league is that? That's the biggest no, it, it correction. The like, biggest. No, it wasn't out of nowhere. <laughs> You're making me. You're making me now be on the on the Leano the Leano train. I don't want to. He was well first because his family. So he so he was always involved in football. So he was always like there. Well, but hold on. Well, let me. He was right there at Tecos. You know, he was Menotti's chauffeur. Got to uh, you know pick his brain, but um. Back when they had the Grupo Cruyff, when they brought the Grupo Cruyff to Chivas, he was part of that. He was part of that uh, that group. He it was mostly the Dutch, but he was in, you know, he was in there, man. Um, so he's of course he's been well connected and he's managed to do stuff. And he had coach Necaxa, so it, it wasn't exactly just out of nowhere. He had been he had been doing stuff. Uh, and working a lot, I just think the way he he went about it, where he just sort of had the club fire a coach that was on a like five game undefeated streak, <laughs> and they fire him, and is is that the the way he came in and then doing his speech about I'm I'm gonna win it all, that that's that's what ended up. You know that that's what ended up doing him in. He was his own worst enemy. Yep, that is the case. Uh, we're about hour and a half in. Want to see what your closing thoughts are before we wrap up this episode? How are we feeling about Suriname on Saturday? Are we feeling confident? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know they were playing so. Did we even say the groups? Because uh, this is League of Nations. This is Nations League. Nations, Nations League. League. Yeah. So it's who who they have? Suriname. I think Jamaica. Jamaica and uh, eh, I, I'm more interested in how Tena does with Guate. I, they already lost the game. <laughs> my, my focus is on, on over there. Uh, I I think Max will get those results. Just. Some of these teams are, are just pretty weak. I know they're playing the youth. That's that's pretty smart thing to do. I think that's one of the one of the um, things in Tata's tenure that kind of gets ignored, and how he's worked closely with with the youth side, and how he's brought in a lot of those players, like uh, make sure to have given them exposure with the first team. And I do think eventually when they transition, it's going to be, uh, like, smooth. Uh, I don't see Guatemala in here, bro. They are... No, they're, uh, they're playing... Not, not, what are they playing for? They're in League B. I don't know how this works, but it says they're in League B. They obviously lost their first match, and then they won yes, their so, second so. match. Oh, they won. Yeah, cool, so cool, they're, uh, they're in a group with French Guiana, Dominican Republic, and Belize. Yes, and, and we're talking about them because of Tena, and, and my hopes is that he becomes the first Mexican coach to take 
uh, national team that is in Mexico to the World Cup. We haven't had that, and, and I wanna, I wanna knock that off that list for Mexico, man. Guatemala, though. <laughs> well, look, look. Uh, Canada, Canada, U.S. and Mex are not gonna are not gonna participate in the next World Cup qualifying. So, and it's gonna be three spots. So, I do think uh, we might see a new a new contestant into the World Cup. I don't think Tena's gonna last, bro. I'm sorry. Oh, you but get, I'm, you, I, I that's my hopes, though. Don't, you, guys don't you guys are mentioning all this about the players not adapting, but these coaches don't adapt either, man. You get they're always they're always interviewing this bald creep, and he's always talking about the same thing. Oh, no one wants to give me a chance. I knocked every. Okay, oh, Chelis? Yeah, that bald, that bald. Oh, bald but, but this is Tena, man. He has a shiny gold medal. <laughs> he, he should wear it <laughs> even to sleep. I would <laughs> never take that off. <laughs> Mention this, these guys. They don't want to learn English, man. They don't want to adapt, and that's where Mexican soccer. That's why Mexican soccer sucks. Then I, when when they made the Wate player sleep in the floor at the airport, he was at the five stars, dude. He, he, he knows what's up. Like, I'll see you lads in the morning. He's not doing room service. <laughs> I, I think he'll do well, man. I, I, I do think he'll do well if Sila like, one time. Chapinas, I'm out. You guys can if... sleep on the floor. <laughs> he'll get fired by the next Gold Cup. <laughs> I think if they hold on to him, it's not like they have any better options. You know, if, if we look at the history of some of these national teams, they'll bring some washed up RG to try to like light a fire in their arse, and it, and it really works. Uh, the Colombianos have been right now the trend, and they've done pretty good. But mm-hmm. I, I do feel that if they give him a chance, I do think he can, because because that's like a good project to work where. You have a coach that's done well at with youth, and if he could, he could integrate that. You know, like uh, twenty-three, they have a project where maybe get them into a youth World Cup or an Olympics, and is then uh, young. Even is Guatemala's, uh, is Guatemala's. No, I, I don't. I haven't. I haven't paid that much. We're uh-huh. we're working on bringing in a. A Chapin fan here too Uh-oh. to give us that info because I do I do think that's a big possibility. Like we we've never seen it. We've never seen a Mexican uh, coaching a team at the World Cup. I mean Bora, but Bora wasn't born in Mexico. He's mm-hmm. nationalized Mexican, but and he's what he coached like Nigeria, U.S., Costa Rica, Mexico, and China. But he's he's Serbian at the end of the day, you know. Well, I mean that's for were Yugoslavian. Colasso, you, you, is yeah, still alive? <laughs> yeah, it don't, don't exist anymore. <laughs> Became Serbia, Montenegro, and then it's Croatia. I don't know what it is now, man. Huh? They're, they're like a liga. Slovenia. They're, they're like a liga MX team. They keep changing names. Oh, like that country. Is, oh, they wow. were Morelia, now they're they're Mazatlan and Veracruz. Hey, did you uh, guys mention that? Uh... La Jaiba Brava is disappearing. The team to to La Paz or, or some city in, in Baja California. 
Like that's a wouldn't you say that's like a his, not historic, but it's like a meaningful scene. Really, it, it has history, doesn't it, Juan? I don't really know too much about them, um, but I I do know that they want to put the teams into these markets where it's like uh, you know they're gonna try to do these cross cross promote because there's a youth league now that's between. What was it, Jaime? USL or some of the U.S.? What's that? That league they made for like in Mexico, and it's it's tied with the U.S. Oh, uh, the League's Cup. No, no, no! It's like a league in Mexico. The and Premier. It's, it's it's run by also like a U.S. They're like linked up to like a U.S. league. Oh, it's just in the fail then, if it's. <laughs> I think it's more set up for youth and to develop youth because I do think they're going to be bringing in more and more players to MLS from Mexico. I mean, they've always gone after Mexican players, so I do think that's that's part of it. And they're probably... Oh, uh, we lost Joel to the blender. Expecting something. <laughs> uh, like. Oh, you're cutting in and out, Joel. Hello? Can you guys hear me? Hello, hello, hello. Did I lose everybody? Hello? Yeah, I think you did, man. Oh. Uh elbow. What happened? I'm back. Oh, okay. I can I can hear Hoel. Oh okay. okay. Cool. I think it's just the host. No, really quick, I'm gonna mention it. Like that the company that wanted to that wants to invest in Liga MX. Right? They wanted to put I don't know how many billions of and for the T V rights oh, and whatnot. Yeah. So I do oh, think yeah. they're expecting something to happen. Some type of shakeup, and that's why you have some of these cross promotion leagues and whatnot happening, trying to get their, trying to get their foot in the door. Hmm. Elbow, what a uh, closing thoughts you got for us? For Nations League, just well, for anything. Suriname, man, is a difficult team. A lot of speed, height. Great dribbling ability. No, I'm kidding, man. I don't know. I'm not that excited about the Nations League thing, but uh, I assume we're going to send uh, some younger players in on that. And yep. uh, so let's see if any of those stand out and, and uh, you know, catch the technical's eye, right? Because, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the main national team right now needs a spark, man. And I don't care where it comes from, but they need, a, they need an actual spark. To get them lit up. I think that's the only thing I'm really looking for from that from that tournament. Yeah, there are some players that are on there that you know uh, we'll see. We'll see if they get the uh, the opportunity. Um, you have like Marcel Flores, obviously he's like the the big draw here, but uh, we'll see what happens. Santi Jimenez, I guess, being the other one. That's right. I think he's he's on, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean that, that's 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 really all I'm looking for at this point, man. Because boy, some of some of those uh, the guys on the, the the main roster have to have to see some pine, man. Another they're ice cold. Um, another thing that is going to happen is uh, they're actually going to play in Mexico, so no. No, no games in the United States. They're actually playing. In, I think their game's going to be in Torreon. Mm. Yeah. So the the players called up for this: Cota, Acevedo, Ochoa, not uh, Guillermo Ochoa, David Ochoa, the the player that uh, announced on the Tribune, I think, that he was going to switch nationalities. Uh, you have Eric Aguirre, Angulo, Alvarez, Araujo. Dominguez, Gallardo, Reyes, Antuna, Beltrán, Chávez, Córdoba, Laines, uh, Romo, Pineda, Lira, Flores, Jiménez, Martín, Pizarro. Not sure man, what. That guy, that guy Córdoba just disappeared off the face of the planet, man. Yeah, what happened, bro? That was one of your gallos. No, they sent the Tigres. <laughs> before, whenever you're in America, you got the spotlight on you. Everything's magnified ten times. At America, so they packed into Tigres, and you know, equipo chico, so you're not gonna do anything there. He got exposed. Yeah, I feel like after Linus left, he was gonna be like the next one, and he just—I don't know what happened, man. He just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then he was—he uh, was actually gonna go to Chivas. But then he decided to go to Tigres because they're like they're fighting for silverware was his was his claim. But he's been completely erased from the team. They're saying he's going to Necaxa. That'd be interesting. With Jim, with, with Jimmy, Jimmy Lozano, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, if I get to see Evan Longoria, yeah, count me in. And and it might be something that he needs, right, to be out of the spotlight on one of the, uh, I guess, the more noticed teams, right, just to, to try to regain some of the confidence that he may have lost during all this time. So this might not be a bad thing for him, just to be out of the spotlight. Yeah, like always, it's always the national team that has to bail some of these players out, man. They're not getting any minutes, and then, you know, they go to Mexico and – they get minutes, but I just feel like we shouldn't be calling up players that are getting no form, man. You gotta, you gotta call players that are in rhythm. You have to earn it. Exactly. Alrighty, folks. Uh, anything else you have for us before we we sign out for the night? Mexico's gonna struggle. As always. Yep. <laughs> Nothing for me, man. Th- thanks, guys. Uh, this was fun again. Ricardo, that was fun, man. I enjoyed the uh, the, the country, the country the, you know, being, uh, what, what do we call it when uh, Beto likes to do? Go uh, contrario, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's always guys- one. You guys siempre me, de, como like Alvaro Morales says, me descalifican. But I got six and I can handle it. Yeah, that was fun, man. 
All right, everyone. Well, thank you guys for tuning in on YouTube and on Twitter Spaces. We'll see how Mexico kicks off the Nations League. And, of course, we'll see you all next week. Have a good one.